Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Oh, and I'm David. Sorry, cat in lap is distracting. Oh, I've got so many cat distractions right now. (laughs) Uh, And today we are here with the third season premiere of Transformers Rescue Bots. Episode number 53, first aired November 1st, 2014, entitled Land Before Prime. (laughs) Oh, that's the title. Jeez, I didn't even see it in the episode. Spoilers, there are baby dinosaurs, but also, unlike its namesake, it is not relentlessly bleak and sad. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It is just normal, charming rescue bots. That, That is a great... That, that's a great movie, but oh man, it is a bummer. And then there's yeah. sequels to the bummer. More well, the sequels are like super cheery and have like songs in them. Yep. <laughs> Nobody is ever happy long enough in Land Before Time to break into song. I don't think I've seen any of the sequels. I oh, think no. I was just like... One or two? When the first one came out, I was just a little old for it. Oh, okay. So no, I was... saw it, but I was like, probably saw it with like a younger cousin or something. Oh, that was a big movie in the London household. <laughs> cartoons, dinosaurs. Yeah. Like how I think we I had saw a... a couple of the sequels, but there's like a dozen sequels. So there are so many sequels. I think I ended up seeing. All dogs go to heaven and like a bait and switch where we were gonna go see Ghostbusters too. Yeah. Oh, with like some family members. Well, that's not as that's not the worst bait and switch to happen in my my childhood. The worst one being when I was going to go see the first Ninja Turtles movie, and instead ended up having to watch Ernest Goes to Jail. Uh, because Ooh, my mom no. wanted to go with my sister to see Ernest Goes to Jail, and the overlap between the two movie times was not... It, it would have been too much time for her to feel comfortable leaving, like, a 10-year-old sitting and unattended in a movie theater lobby. So how... Uh, was, was it, Were you, like, a big Ernest household? <sighs> Kinda. I mean, I liked <laughs> Ernest Goes to Camp a lot. But the later ones, I sort of was like, okay, now we're just getting... I mean, we were already getting... Yeah, it was a big Ernest household, but I think it was more my dad than anything else. My dad, uh, like, really watched the series and everything. I've never seen a single Ernest movie. Oh. I know, Damn it. Don't make that a bonus episode, uh... Oh, well, no. I, I think it peaked at scared stupid. Gotta go see. Gotta go see. Go to camp. Goes to camp. We gotta start with goes to camp. That was one. I think. Okay, so when I was a kid, I used to hang out a lot in the break room of my grandparents' uh, motorcycle dealership, which I mentioned previously, which I previously established as a thing that existed uh, last episode when I was talking about the scooter that kid is riding at the in the opening credits of kid video. Uh, which also shows up again in one of the other music videos, but not the one that we watched. Uh, but also, I, I'm pretty sure Ernest Goes to Camp was like one of the movies in the break room for me to watch when I came and hung out there. Because uh. I watched it a lot, and I watched it there, and it was just like, 
it was a good balance between being goofy and actually like genuine. I was almost gonna say being earnest, but then I stopped <laughs> And I feel like the balance of sincerity to goofiness really skewed way more into the goofiness with the later movies. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realize we were running an Ernest P. Worrell podcast. Hey, Vern, it's the Ernest Podcast. He was from Atlanta. Oh. I think it was definitely a Southern thing. Yeah, maybe that's why he was less of a thing in Canada. Maybe. Maybe that's it. And, And more of a thing in my household where we were very Southern, but generally not like the awful kind of Southern, just <laughs> calling things Coke that were absolutely not Coke, <laughs> and appreciating Ernest P. Worrell. Uh, allegedly famously bisexual Ernest P. Worrell. Well, hmm. uh, Jim Varney, at least. Really? Yes. I don't, I don't know why I didn't know that, but I'm glad to know that now. All right, so this uh, this episode was written by frequent Rescue Bots uh, writer Nicole Dubuk, uh, who I will once again remind everybody is one of the kids from Major Dad. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that reminder. And uh, and we open outside uh, Rescue Bots Central, where Office Prime is, uh, has dropped in for a guest appearance uh, once for again. A, for a rousing speech. Yes. He has well, arrived to give us a pep talk. Yes. Do I have to find speech defying prime? That was a while ago. <laughs> I think I have to go back a notebook. Yeah, so. Let's say, do you have to take a drink? So, of course, you know, he's just, it's a routine inspection of, uh, of the team and how well they're working with their, uh, with their human partners. So we see there is a, uh, you know, everybody's working with their humans to sort of perform some feat. So Boulder works with Graham to make a, uh, a rescue bots emblem out of rocks. Also, I like oh. when Optimus is giving his his little, you know, discussing what they're going to do. That even Cade is like kind of bashful around Optimus because you know he's Cade. So that's that's a pretty good show of how impressive Optimus is. Yes, and of course Chase and Heatwave, as with uh, as is true Cybertronian tradition, they must have a race to determine which one is the imposter. <laughs> Chief Burns tells him to hug the turns and Chase yes. says that he will embrace them heartily. Which one of them is more sus? <laughs> Definitely Cade. Oh, yes. And then, of course, Heatwave cheats by turning into a boat because remember that he can do that. And apparently Cade had forgotten he could do that because... Yes. Heatwave does this by just barreling off the road, much to Cade's horror, and just turning into a boat as he hits the water, and yeah. Not cool, Heatwave. Don't just spring that on people. Ask for consent. And that, of course, uh, Chase uh, chastises him for not having a watercraft permit. Yeah. (laughs) 
And meanwhile, Danny and Blades are going to loop the Griffin, the titular Griffin Rock of Griffin Rock. Uh, but it is interrupted, very surprisingly, by a pterodactyl. Just perched up there on the Griffin. It's so cute. I mean, it was cute the last time because we did see dinos before. I, uh, I also, forgot about that. My, my brain just went, wait a minute, why is Sauron making a cameo in this show? Also, I know pterodactyls aren't technically dinosaurs for some reason. Don't yes. don't come at me. Well, this is a technically a pterodactyl. It's a pterosaur. Oh. It's a pteranodon. I see. Is that uh, a kind of dinosaur? It is not, no. I should probably educate myself on why they're not considered dinosaurs. But they're, they're from different evolutionary... I mean, they are all considered, I believe, archosaurs. Mm-hmm. I thought it was archosaurs. But they are not dinosaurs. I see. And, uh, yeah, so cool, Bla- Blades is stuck in a real dactyl nightmare here. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. So he, he ends up flying into the clouds to evade this thing. So, you know, they close off the roads and they call up Doc Green, who has wanted to see a dinosaur since he was the size of a compsognathus. <laughs> yes. It's like, wait, uh, that's how you pronounce it? I can't smell also, it, but... I would think they would probably call Doc Green to ask him if he did this. Also yeah. that. I mean, he he's already a man who owns one robot dinosaur already. Yes. But no, this is not his doing, yes. but he's very excited about it. Yes. Uh, of course, you remember the Compsognathus is the tiny dinosaurs that ate Peter Stormare <laughs> in The Lost World of Jurassic Park. Yes. Where oh, all, do I? They Oh, they eat Hammond in the novel, I think? Yes, they do. Which always and confused I, me. It's like, why doesn't he die in the movie? I well, read be, that be, book. Well, because he's a real creep in the book, but in the... Movie, he's lovable old uh, Richard Attenborough. Yes. Definitely, uh, all of the characters who died in the book but not the movies just magically coming back for uh, the book of the Lost World uh, was one of several things that made me lose all faith in Michael Crichton. <laughs> the other one was everything to do with the ending to the Andromeda strain. Oh, oh no, what, what did it for me Which was I, uh, the time travel novel. Uh, Timeline. I think the first one, yeah. Which I, I read over 25 it. years ago and still am salty about. <laughs> I, I'm salty. That was the first novel that I ever stopped in the middle. <laughs> that stupid time travel piece of crap. Like I every, actually, every other book, even if it wasn't that great, I would always finish. Not that one. I actually I am that pretty sure that time timeline might be one of the ones that I was actually working at a mall bookstore when it came out. And the the rumor in the publishing world was that it was finished super fast on a deadline because he just had a deadline coming up and had to get a book out. It, kind of yeah, it, like, it, it reads like that. Shit, he just shit one out. It half feels like, oh, you researched some of this shit and probably did it wrong. And, and the rest of it's like, oh, yeah, you shit this out. It's garbage. <laughs> yes. I mean, you could just watch the movie, but the bad news is it has Gerard Butler in it. <laughs> Man. Ah, we're traveling back in time. I hate Michael Crane. I think I need to go through my old notebooks and, like, find the tallies of specific things, because I cannot find the last Prime speech. I know it's up to at least 14, but I can't find <laughs> the last one. Yeah. So I anyway, counted we... one in, in a uh, 
robots in disguise somewhere. Anyway, so we, we, they do recall that we met the uh, met these dinosaurs, this the Griffin Rock dinosaurs, back in the the Hollow Earth pair of episodes. The yes, ones with Blades, the camel. Yes, Blades points out that he never forgets something that tries to eat him. Yes, and uh, he's uh, uh, later on there explaining what's gone on in Griffin Rock since Prime was there last. Oh yeah, and Chase starts to give a recap. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he talks about Thanksgiving and how, uh, and then afterwards, humans buy, uh, purchase goods on the darkest day of the week. <laughs> yes, I love that. Aww. Chase is such a good boy. Oh shit, I just got that. <laughs> it it kind of went over my head when I was watching and taking notes. But I and of course, in the, you remember in the season finale, we had a bunch of sinkholes opening up. Hmm. Oh yes. And that is Which probably they where... also remember. Yes. And now it turns out they're portals to the hollow earth. Yes. I mean, not like an entire hollow earth. Well, no, Just... it's it's not like Godzilla versus King Kong, a hollow earth, where Godzilla no. makes a portal by firing his, his flame breath into the earth. <laughs> <laughs> and then a monkey looks through the hole and he's pissed off. <laughs> I have still got to see that. That was some pretty fun gravity stuff, but yeah, I still, still Moonrise was still also very good gravity stuff. <laughs> Weird I, gravity I'm sorry, stuff. I cannot. I saw Moonrise, and I cannot countenance the presence of Moonrise and pretty good in the same sentence. <laughs> it's the fucking moon. It's coming. Oh, I, th- I think Godzilla vs. Kong Two has been confirmed. Yes, it has. Oh. It's coming to get you. <laughs> I mean, I guess once you've done Godzilla vs. Kong, I don't know where you go from there. You bring back King Ghidra. I mean, you've already had him, though. I know, and then, well, he was great in that, and they, they, they fucked up Mecha King Ghidra by making an ugly Mecha Godzilla. Ugh. I mean, I, I, I guess uh, your only recourse there is to maybe talk to the Gamera people. Yes. Give me. Please. I mean, it's not like they're doing anything else with Gamera. Uh, no, they haven't made one in a while, but the Gamera movies were better than the Godzilla movies at the time. Mm. But yeah, it, it really needs to be a three-way. <laughs> oh, that sounds... That's, are, are we still doing phrasing? Yes, we're doing <laughs> phrasing. Thruple? Thruple, Is there yeah. a thruple involved? <laughs> well, King Ghidorah is himself a thruple, or themselves. <laughs> Wiz just didn't want to be part of the thruple. Anyway, so so Cody, you know, he's uh, he's off. He's trying to he has to come up with some sort of project for uh, for his lad pioneers, and uh, I'll, you know, he tries. He's trying to play a bugle, but he's mistaken for a sick moose by Heatwave. <laughs> Who then tries to get involved in self-defense, but that doesn't go so well because it turns out he doesn't have the strength of a fire truck robot. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's different. It's different when you're a human child. Uh, and then Doc Green calls in because he is in danger of a pterodactyl having sex with his hand glider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe he shouldn't have made it. I mean, I guess it's not a very pterodactyl-looking. I mean, it's vaguely the same shape, and it is the same color. Yeah. Yes. 
So maybe he should have, like, thought about that. Yeah, he should have made it red as a terror sore, not green as a sore on. <laughs> Wait, ooh, I want a terror sore on now. <laughs> so, so luckily, Danny and Blades are able to get out there with a gigantic cage that I guess they had lying around. I don't want, I don't want to cure robot cancer. I want to turn people into robot dinosaurs. <laughs> I definitely feel like Doc Green just has cages like that around for reasons. Just in case. <laughs> just in case. So, so they cage it, they put a, a tracking anklet on it, and they let it go to follow, to see where, to see where it's going. And then Doc and Heatwave follow it via boat. Yes, they suggest that it seems to be a nesting mother. Yes. Babies! Also, there's a point in there uh, where Chief says that uh, Chief and Optimus are monitoring all this. And uh, Chief says that he would offer Optimus a chair, but, you know, they don't have any Cybertronian-sized chairs. Hmm. He shall stand. Well, and he's bigger than the other rescue bots as well, so even if they had chairs yes. for them, they'd probably be big enough. I've just eternally been fascinated by the concept of them having anatomy that does not lend itself to universal furniture. Yes. It seems extremely inconvenient. And yet we've already done it perfect. We've seen animated. A robot can make his own chair out of his own kibble. <laughs> Oh, that's right. I should get that. Uh, I should see if I can find a discounted Starscream chair for G-Axis. G-Axis needs a chair. I I think I still see it hanging around Targets around here. Yeah, I, I've heard they're starting to get clearanced in various places. Hmm. I don't know if I've seen it clearanced, but it's still here. Cause it's Not big. at Target yet, but maybe soon. So it seems that the, t- that the pterodactyl is headed towards Wayward Island, which has been seen a couple of times on Rescue Bots, most recently uh, when it became a super magnet. Yeah, welcome to Site B. Oh, that's right. That was weird. Yes. And then prior that's to that one, there was weird. the... That, that's where they dropped the Sky Forest. And yes. uh, that's where uh, there was that meteor that had a virus. Oh, right. I remember that now. So, so bad stuff comes from this island. Yes, yeah. this is where all the weird things happen. Yes. And so they, they head to the island, and they and as a bodyguard for uh, for the dock, they take along uh, his robot dinosaur Trex. Yes. Could he talk before? I don't think he could talk before. I, I think the last time he did. Originally, he didn't. I think no. the last time he showed up, I think he talked, but I'm not positive. But yeah, now, now he's got a computer robot voice. Uh, who voices him now? I should check that out. I mean, I'm sure it's one of the regulars here. Yeah, oh, it's in fact, it's LeVar Burton's voice. Oh. oh, well, I mean, that makes sense. He could just, you know, program it with his own voiceover. Uh so uh, I guess that makes him a real Star Trex. <laughs> no. You know, because LeVar Burton was on that show. Yes. Yes, he was. But you don't have to take my word for it. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so he's he's riding this dinosaur. He's become a real dino rider. 
And he finds just a bunch of dinosaurs hanging out, despite being a from total. Uh, at least one of them is from a totally different time period than the other ones. You well, that's normal dinosaur shit. Just lump them all together. It's fine. And also, I'm sure it's and fine. also, this predator is just hanging out happily with these uh, this handful of uh, of herbivores. I'm sure it's yeah. fine. It's all fine. Everything's you know, fine. Is it? Is it like? Oh, what is it like? T-Rex and Stegosaur are as far, are farther far- apart than, like, T-Rex and humans. Yes. <laughs> Which is amazing. The important thing is it's adorable. All of them are adorable. They're yes. not, like, they're, like, as cute as you can get without, like, crossing some kind of line into being, in a pr- like, not inappropriately cute. That sounds worse than I mean. Yes. But being like too cute. They're like exactly the correct level of cute, and I love them. Mm hmm. So, yeah, they, uh, so, but once they get there, the dinosaurs are extremely hostile. I initially assumed they were being controlled by some sort of supervillain or something, but that's not quite yeah, it. it. It did, since there was a predator and herbivores. Like hanging out together as if they were Dinobots. Yes, <laughs> I was like, oh no, yeah, um, Morocco or somebody's behind mind controlling mm-hmm. or You're... something. But no, no, they're just being friends. Look, sometimes people can get along yeah, so when he... they're dinosaurs. Yeah, so he tries to pull the rocks out of this sinkhole, but instead he triggers a rock slide and that ends up burying Trex. And Trex, then the no. Din- and then the dinosaurs turn on no. him. So luckily, heat wave drops in, fends them off with the water, uh, with you know his water cannons. But they're still too much for him, so he has to retreat back to the beach. They have to leave poor Trex there. Who, yes, is talking now, and it's kind of weird. He's like Trex stuck. Mm. He's kind of ta- <laughs> kind of talks like the Hulk. Yes, yes. he says Trex is stuck. Yes. Wait, can he use contractions? I don't think so. Oh, wait, you're thinking of another guy from uh, Star Trek. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, Heatwave is super angry at these dinosaurs. Like, he's, Heatwave, he's you, ready you do, to rumble with these dinosaurs. You do not need to settle scores with animals. They <laughs> they are animals. Just they they do not deserve your anger and your vengeance. Oh like, yeah, if so, then explain to me Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it was a movie. That, that to me felt like like Steve Bloom oh was just channeling another character he, he's voiced somewhere along the way. Like if you know like it, Wolverine, when Wolverine encounters a dinosaur, he's going to want to fight it. Uh, Wolverine is definitely a guy who will hold a grudge against a dinosaur. <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing! Like he goes to the Savage Land every year at the same time to pick a fight with a T Rex. <laughs> It's, it's the same T-Rex every time, I assume. Oh, yeah. yeah it, it's like his anti-birthday. <laughs> well, I, well, on his birthday every year, he's played Sabretooth. Yeah, Sabretooth just shows up and cleans his claw. And then I think... Which is it, weird. And then I think every like year on, like, the anniversary of Mariko's death, he goes to Japan to, like, cut another part off that Matsuo guy. <laughs> oh, I don't remember that. Wolverine has a very full social calendar. Hmm. Of vengeance. I mean, you know, you live to be like 150 years old. You have you pick up a lot of things that you do every year. He's got yeah. a lot of habits. I I don't know how he finds the time for it, especially considering he's on all those teams. 
Hmm. Yeah. So on like all of the teams. And not to mention also, that you know, now he's in a throuple. And, and he's got to maintain all those teen sidekicks and ex-teen sidekicks. Yeah. Well, sometimes the teen sidekicks die off and they get their own book or something. <laughs> they go to like other world or oh, they, they become pirates. They become vampires. <laughs> Okay, that's something to be excited for when X-Men finally shows up in, in the MCU. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Give Wolverine sidekicks. He only sort <laughs> of had Rogue in the first movie. Yeah. Well, I, I guess in the, uh, the Wolverine. What was the last one called? Logan. Logan. Okay. Well, well, I mean, I guess he kind of has a sidekick in the Wolverine because Yukio's in it. Ah. But also, that's a bad movie. I, I like it I'm okay. I'm not even sure I've well, seen that one. Super it's, bad. It, it's, it's got the silver. It's got the Viper in it, who's totally incongruous. And it, it's uh, just silver mostly, it's kind of samurai boring. sword. Yeah, it's, it's got too much stuff going. I mean, the, yeah. It's it's kind of like a, a good Wolverine movie. It's kind of crammed into a bad X Men movie. Is the yeah. Viper the one who I'm always disappointed to find is not Agent Brand? Yes. Okay. Oh. Although I don't think she whenever has, she shows up in anything, I'm like, is that Agent Brand? No, I don't no, think she has green hair in the movie. She's just blonde. Ah, oh, that's extra boring. Oh, boring. Anyway, so, uh, so yeah, they have to retreat back, and uh, meanwhile, Cody is trying to work on unsolvable equations as his uh, project, uh, <laughs> as per the suggestion of Graham and Boulder. Well, yeah, he's getting suggestions from guys. The, the, the equations is like, but they're unsolvable. That's what makes them fun. Yes. <laughs> and then he interesting goes, idea, of fun, but okay. Yeah, he goes back to base where he's ambushed by uh, Chase and Blades, who have devised their own insane game show that they're running from their basement. <laughs> yeah. Man, I gotta say, liking Chase was awkward last season, and it definitely has not gotten less awkward in the intervening months. Oh. Well, we st- uh, Blades is still a perfect boy. Yes, he, Blades is still a perfect boy. Because, of course, this game show is Police Challenge. Oh. I'm going to choose to believe that Chase is only aware of the surface level aspects of coppery and not like how things are actually done. I mean, he's seen cop shows and he's familiar with the two cops who apparently work on, uh, yeah. Oh, yes. On, on, Barney uh, Fife. Yeah, you've got Barney Fife and you've got Chief Burns who is like an actual decent person. Well, I'm not even yes. sure he's seen cop shows other than Dragnet. I mean, I feel that he's seen, he's heard uh, Blades describe a lot of them. Possibly. <laughs> Probably badly. Yes. And speaking of doing things badly... Uh, keep saying that's against regulation. Speaking of doing things badly, uh, Blades attempts to do the Jeopardy theme music. <laughs> the, the, the non-union version, yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. We're not paying Merv Griffin a cent. <laughs> Music licensing again. We're back on music licensing. Yep. Our music licensing so, is such a weird thing. It so, is. So, of course, Optimus Prime has the answer, and that is that we must ask Cody what he wishes to do. Which is almost a prime speech. He's yes. so good at, at, like, being good and reassuring. Yeah, like and this is very short, but this might be in the entire run of 
this continuity might be my favorite Prime speech. He is very good at this. It's, it's very good. He's he's being a dad. I oh, like yes. it when he's being a dad. Mm. What was... Gosh, now I forget which Optimus Prime it was where he was being, like, kind of... Oh, it was when Sideswipe was, like, giving him nicknames and he was being kind of uptight about it. And I was like, I don't like this Prime. I like (laughs) this Prime. This is good Prime. I like Prime being a dad. I don't think that Prime cares if Sideswipe gives him a nickname. Yes, if Prime and Prime wasn't great Prime... That was, yeah, that was in Robots in Disguise where he's suddenly, like, kind of being uptight about things that, like, I, mean, I don't I, think... I, mean, I guess I this, think is, Optimus this is probably Prime, a stage. Yeah. But it's still the I same I feel like time. Optimus Prime has better things to worry about than whether some random kid, you know, kid under his command is being sufficiently respectful. I mean, yeah. uh, this is, remember, this is pre-Beast uh, Hunter, so this is Prime who's still, you know, he's still the man. I oh, whereas um, Robots of Skies, it's Prime who's maybe no longer the man. You kind of see this with like old athletes, where you mm-hmm. know, you know, you're you know you're you you know you're playing days, you know you're cool, you're the man, and then you retire and you become a commentator, and you kind of become about how you know kids these days aren't doing <laughs> it the right way. Yeah. Except instead of retiring, he died. And then was uh, brought back by robot gods to walk the earth once more. These days, we're not doing things the right way. Yes. So, yeah, so uh, they really have to work fast because the mayor really wants to make this pterodactyl into a tourist attraction. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Well, until the day it steals his toupee, then he'll want its head on his wall. Yes, which is absolutely the plot, of, uh, or the inciting incident of Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> Stupid Jurassic Park 3. I don't know if I've seen Jurassic Park 3 since I saw it at the theater. Uh, yeah. It's got William H. Macy and his unfortunate mustache. Yes! Yes. Anyway, so the whole team heads out to Wayward Island to see what's up. Uh, Prime and oh. Codiers. Prime does clap at the game show, but just once. Yes, he does. Yes, he's in the studio audience. Aww, <laughs> yes. he's so good. And and also Prime he's says something dad. around here is, you know, there are more things beneath the earth than humans know of, like the robot devil, who we fought <laughs> back in season one. That was pretty nuts. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is actually a Unicron reference. Yes, it is. I wasn't thinking wow. about that. Yes. Wow. Wow. I was just thinking about all the crap they fr- find on earth, but... Yeah, it's like, he's talking about the robot. Yeah, I was just wondering if these dinosaurs were another Cybertronian artifact that maybe they needed to clean up. Uh, I have to to check with some people. Ratchet, did we have dinosaurs? (laughs) Did we maybe leave them here? Could you check? (laughs) That time we were here. I don't know. There are a bunch of different shapes. Just ask one of the kids. Anyway, so yeah, so they're they're off. Uh, you know, they, they they get to the island, they find tracks, and then once again they are attacked by dinosaurs. There is a there is a rescue bot v dinosaur fight in which they kind of have to hold back not to reduce these dinosaurs into dino paste. But it is a pretty it's, cool fight. 
they are still, you know, robots versus just creep, you know, like critters. Yes. And of course, Blades is wary about this because he has seen movies and he knows that you're not supposed to go to an island that has a bunch of dinosaurs on it. Yes. He has seen this movie. He has seen Jurassic Park 1 through, I guess at this point, like 4. <laughs> probably, yeah. He's probably seen all of the ones that were available. And probably also uh, Carnosaur and its various sequels, although that doesn't take place oh, no. on an island. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, and it, well, we know he's for sure seen Jurassic Park because at one point he gets uh, he gets bitten on the tail rotor, and he tries to stay still because he, in the movie, if you stay still, they can't <laughs> see you. Yes, that was adorable. Uh, but indeed, they can see him, so they he gets retrieved, and they have to buy uh, Boulder, and they they drive off where the dinosaurs do not pursue them. And they end up driving right into a tar pit. Oh, I've got one more thing back in the uh, the game show, because uh, unfortunately I wasn't able to see my notes because Bucky was blocking my screen. Uh, but, but there's when they're doing the game show, Chase uh, announces that it's time for the lightning round. Blades, is the lightning ready? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you just got like a big fan graph generator or something. Also, Heatwave notes that uh, he he can show that they that they uh, encountered dinosaurs, and he's got the dinosaurs to prove it. Yes. Uh, so yes, they went to the island like Blades knew that they should not do because going to the island with dinosaurs on it ends badly. Now that I can see my notes again, because there is no longer a kitten in the way. So, so yeah, they they are totally stuck in this tower. They can't do anything, so it is going to have to be Prime and Cody to the rescue. They think they might need a boat, but according to Prime, we are going, we don't need boats. This isn't how trucks work. This isn't how traveling underwater works. It's how Optimus Prime works, okay? Yeah. Would you rather be I, I do giant uh, skis? I do really like Blades uh, saying that if they keep real still, the dinosaurs won't see them. Yes. Mm. So he gets there, you know, and he notices that, hey, the, you know, the dinosaurs are very hostile to him, but they're not hostile to Trex, who looks like a dinosaur. All right, so, and hmm. Trex is a good boy. Yes. Yes. As he says himself. And so, of course, it is time to uh, embrace, it is time to reject modernity and embrace prehistory and become dinosaur. <laughs> so he scans Trex and he turns himself into what is basically an Optimus Prime molded into a dinosaur. Yeah. Uh, As if course, someone had disassembled him and reassembled into him some reptilian thing. Oh, like an alligator, or it—it yes. it is actually definitely uh, has some uh, alligator Optimus vibes. Yes. Oh, this uh, like the chest windows. This this this, this robot it's dinosaur is big and heavy. <laughs> From the looks of it, I'd say a little of both. <laughs> oh, that is, that's terrible. It's so bad. It's not a good. Nothing about it is good. It's like so, they saw the script and they were like, you know what? Give this to the chiefest studio. 
Oh, and, oh, and guess what? Uh, this uh, this was available as a toy. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm sure it was. It does okay. have very like by me energy. Oh yes. But also, what kid wouldn't want an Optimus Prime who's also a dinosaur? Seriously, I I am reminded of my nephew uh, who, when he was a small child, uh, I got him a little Rescue Bots Optimus Prime, uh, and he did not real he did not understand why you would want to make Truck Man out of truck because <laughs> truck is already truck, and it is therefore the platonic ideal. And he was a little concerned that you would do make it something that was not truck. <laughs> <laughs> he has gotten past this. Uh, he he's like eleven now. So I I have unfortunately, however, been informed that uh, he really liked the War for Cybertron series. Uh-oh. So <sighs> yeah. Oh well. He was very he was very impressed by my arc though. <laughs> He's a T-Rex with a drill tail, apparently, which is, like, half the Megazords that are T-Rexes. That oh, yeah. better have a spinning feature on the toy, because that needs to be a spinning <laughs> feature on a toy. At least one of the toys. Apparently, he got multiple versions. Oh, sure. I mean, why wouldn't you? It's Optimus Prime as a dinosaur. It's, yeah. like, the coolest possible thing. So, so meanwhile, uh, Cade is trying to slip, is trying to get out of Heatwave, but having difficulty because he can't open his windows anymore without flooding himself with tar. And Cade has apparently recently eaten an entire pizza. Sometimes you just have to eat an entire pizza. I've been there. I've had those weekends. I, I like to think it was like that uh, episode of 30 Rock where Liz Lemon shotguns a pizza by folding it in half. Oh. <laughs> they they then cut away to her horrified coworker, so we don't actually have to see uh, the physical impossibility of Tina Fey <laughs> eating an entire pizza. <laughs> so, with the help of Dino Optimus, they do indeed get out, and Chase says that it's the happiest he's ever been to get bitten by a dinosaur. Seconds regularly, <laughs> maybe. Uh, I mean, it's. I believe it's happened before with Trex back when he was a rampaging dinosaur. Probably. I will say that I'm pretty sure they did not do a Beast Wars here and have Peter Cullen do the dinosaur noises, but I could be wrong. Hmm. I'm surprised. I thought maybe it was Welker, but I didn't see him in the credits. Yeah, it it did sound very Welker-like. It was definitely That would be great. Aw, that would have been great. Could have been Steve Bloom, maybe, but but it it was really Welker-y. Yes. So yeah, so you know they they're trying to figure out what to do with the dinosaurs and Prime, much as before, says perhaps we should ask the dinosaurs. Walk with the dinosaurs, grunt and squeak so, and squawk with the dinosaurs. So yeah, he he manages to get them back off. They clear some of the rocks away, and it turns out that inside this uh, this chamber, blocked by these rocks, are indeed. A, it's a it's a real land before time back there, by which I mean it's a bunch of baby dinosaurs, one of each. Babies, yes, <laughs> one of each, exactly one of each kind. Just, just happily coexisting here, not trying to eat each other or anything. Baby children dinosaurs. They're very cute. <laughs> so cute. So Prime clears this with a sonic roar and asks them to cover their ears. 
And so, yeah, the dinosaurs are reunited. They head back into the sinkhole, and they they seal it back up. What are you, Cat? What are you doing? So, you know, Heatwave is you know very appreciative of this, but then suddenly Prime slips into Dino Rage. <gasps> yeah, that's not cool, man. Optimus can't just have sudden fits of rage. What is this? The rage virus? Not cool. He's going to tear someone's face off. <laughs> so, yeah, we cut back. They're, uh, Prime is going to stick around for a little while to see what exactly is up with the whole dinosaur thing. and the, the Because apparently Trex has organic components, which is confusing. Well, he had that yeah. fake skin coverings, you know, maybe. What, what was that? What, did they clone dinosaur parts to glue on him? Yeah. It's what a mad scientist would do. Well, this is I true. am unclear on the specifics. So anyway, he's going to stick around and figure out what's going on here. And meanwhile, Cody has finally found something with which to, uh, uh, on which to do his project. And turns out it is model making, as he's made a very realistic uh, tyrannosaur head. Yes. Which Blades finds on his helipad. Yes. And is very upset about. And so that is it for this episode of Rescue Bots. I, uh, I, this was a fun one. It's got some good Office Prime. It's got some cool dinosaur stuff. Yeah, it's fun. I, I guess I kind of wish, uh, for coming back from being, you know, away from the series for a bit, I could have done with more Rescue Bots and less Optimus, but. It's good Optimus. Like I said, I like caring dad Optimus a lot more than military leader Optimus. So that's good. Also, I guess Optimus keeping a secret about Unicron being the Earth. (laughs) Oops. I mean, at no point is he in danger. Well, actually, he almost gets into face-taking mode at the end. Yes. Mm, No, Optimus, don't do it. Don't be like that. It's not Michael Bay. And so, yeah, that, uh, so I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusetsu Corner. Oh, yeah, wait, you tip. This week on Gosei Sentai, Die Ranger Forbidden Past is revealed! Okay. Yes, um. It's nice of them to put that out front so that we know what to expect. Kind of. It, it's. <laughs> doesn't quite get it. it, it it's a multi-part episode again this is part two of question mark probably at least three anyway uh the red dragon thunder zord is fighting the big mecha cyclops still uh the rangers are fighting the the, the all the enormous cenobite guys in the process they, they do manage to rescue the mom or pink manages to rescue the mom ko's mom and but but then like they both get shot. Well, first get Pink gets shot trying to protect her, and then the mom gets shot by Shadam, the the main of the trio of the Gourmet bad guys. And and in the process, like oh, a button kid is trying to get Shadam to stop attacking the mom to not kill her because he's just trying to hold her hostage until Ko turns ten and becomes Gorma. But Shadam's like, fuck it, let's just kill her. So it definitely happens. And then Button Kid, te- who's 
Shadam's son tells his Cyclops monster, stop fighting the giant Zord and stop my dad. And then everybody's just like, fuck it, we're leaving. Well, all the bad guys, they just run away. And then the heroes are like, we rescued the mom, yay! Thing done, although I guess Shadam, I think, somebody takes the, the white dragon sword thingy that Ko uses to transform, and apparently he also needs that for the ceremony to make him not a Gorma. Eh. Whatever. For reasons. Because of reasons. <laughs> because of contrivances. Yeah. Plus, okay, so they have the mom, but they don't have the sword anymore. And Ko's in a cave, having nightmares, falling asleep. Meanwhile, Serpentera sort of wakes up, because it was standing in the middle of a city. And zombifies a bunch of people randomly and has them walk up on top of buildings and just stand on the edge, waiting to jump off. What? Sure. Although, admittedly, that part do that. is under a blue filter... And I think I've seen it in a different episode of a different series. I think it's stock footage. But I can't remember which which other show it was. So it was Zoo Ranger, maybe? But I I did I couldn't find any specific reference to that on the on the Power Rangers wiki, which also does Sentai. It should be there somewhere, because I swear some of those shots are vaguely familiar. Unless, of course, it originated here and was used later in something else I've seen. Uh, anyway, the the rangers get the mom back to their little base, and they're asking her, it's like, okay, fine, we do not know when Ko's birthday is, when he's going to turn into a bad guy. What is his birthday? She tells them, December 24th is his birthday. Tomorrow? <laughs> of course it's tomorrow. <laughs> cut back to the bad guys. They're having weird meetings and things. The button kid gets banished for fucking up a plane because he lost a mom. Uh, Master Kaku took his underground railroad thingy, which is riding in a little wagon that flies, to the bad guys' base again to talk to them and to get the, the tiger dragon sword back, because that's where it is, and and he gets that back off screen, presumably by kicking some ass or making some weird promise to the stupid emperor. Taking some names. Yeah, so they got the sword, they got the mom, they don't have Ko, he's still in a cave. Uh, banished button kid is, is ranting out in the wilderness, and his giant cyclops robot is crying. Like, button kid cannot show emotion, but his giant robot can. <laughs> just one big crying eye. Just has the giant robot show the emotions on his behalf? Yes. Uh, the, the rangers are driving out, trying to find Ko in a jeep. They get to a beach. Hey, it's a, it's a beach that they're always filming. Oh, there! Look, there's a cave. Ko's in the cave. They're going to the cave. Button Kid and his Cyclops Is show there up. Quarry. Is there a rock quarry? No, no, it, it is one of the beaches that they regularly go to. It is not a rock quarry this time. This oh. time. They, they do the rock quarry all the time. <laughs> they gotta go to some of the other regular spots to film. It's a beach. I, I think it might be the beach where the, the Toei logo is filmed, because it's like <gasps> Ooh. shot of a rock and a wave comes up behind it, and that's their, their thing they use for the film titles and oh, it's stylized that's logo. That's cool. That would be really cool. Yeah, it, it's neat. Uh, anyway, was it? Oh, yeah, um, Button Kid and his robot show up to stop the rangers from getting to Ko in the cave. And they, how do they get more powerful? By combining! 
which <laughs> amounts to button kid climbing up on the back of the giant robot and holding some handles, which is kind of cute to see this little kid on hanging onto the back of a giant monster. <laughs> and by their powers combined, they're fighting off the rangers. And to be continued. Oh. It is, as the Mary says, will Cole become a Gorma? Will Serpentera have these people kill themselves? That's kind of... Serpentera is kind of fucked up. <laughs> like, I thought he's supposed to be a neutral party, but his way to get people to stop is having innocent people commit suicide. What? <laughs> That's just a weird side thing. But yeah, this is part two of presumably three, maybe four, I don't know. And... What what secrets are revealed? What hidden past? Other than Ko's birthday? Nothing. That's that's a secret past. Also, it was a spoiler episode title, and it wasn't even, like, a thing that happened. No, that's, not really. That's just sad. Unless, you get Unless the hidden past is just his birthday, but I'm guessing there's something fucking else. <laughs> ah. I mean, how hidden was that? It, <laughs> what, it's hidden from everybody except for the mom. Ko didn't even know. So yeah, it did. And of course, this is approaching Christmas episode, which presumably will be the next one. So, big violent fight on Christmas. That's going to be weird, but it's you know, like you season. do. That's how you? That's how you uh, celebrate the season. I prefer when there's like a Santa themed villain or something. <laughs> like a monster Santa, giant evil. Santa, <laughs> a giant killer tree. Oh, man. A reindeer monster? That sounds great. I mean, the Cyclops robot thingy is cool, but it, it, it's... It's not very seasonal. No. It, it doesn't have the rangers dressing up as Santas and going to visit actual Santa to fight anti-Santa or something. Yeah, so it, it, it's got to wait another week. It, it, it's a mid-part of a three-parter, four-parter, or however... Maybe the rest of the season is just going to be a series of to-be-continueds. <laughs> well, in fact, the next episode of Rescue Bots is kind of part of a two-parter, and it will involve a quarry. Oh! oh. Fun. But it's a cartoon, so it's not the same quarry that everyone is using. Well, it turns out it's not the same quarry you're thinking of at all. <gasps> Ooh. Uh, because next week's episode is Big Game. Oh, it's a hunting episode. Yes. <gasps> what? Can't hunt for rescue bots. What if they're dino bots? <gasps> no. Dun dun dun. Also, good in. good wordplay with the quarry there. I appreciate that. Well, it, it's not entirely mine. Uh, you'll see when you see the episode. <gasps> I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. So, so we, uh, so until then though, we, we are all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, uh, cause our expenses are not that expensive, but they still exist. Uh, you can listen in on our monthly uh, Patreon specials. For July, we are talking about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, lots of fun. Uh, everybody's very excited about Rintra. 
Uh, <laughs> everybody was very excited about Professor X. I was excited about Professor X. Uh, so I know. Oh my God! Talk about talking about a uh, Haim Saban and Shuki Levy like I was last week. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I we haven't decided so. For something for August yet, have we? We have not. I will, we'll come up with something pretty fun. I'm sure we can come up with something super exciting. Yes. Uh, but yes, for as little as a dollar a month, you can listen to all of our previous episodes, uh, where we have watched a bunch of stuff. I have, was kind of thinking that I haven't actually sat down and watched G.I. Joe the movie in ages. Uh, but I don't know if that's something that anybody else feels like being talked into. Uh, but you know, do I actually own that? There was I that. can't remember. Could if I could find it anyway. I don't know if it's streaming or anything. Yeah, uh, sure. I know that somebody has like somebody's put it on YouTube. Okay. So. Uh, I mean, I I I could probably be talked into that to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Because everybody's very excited about uh, a certain tank right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know if anybody else caved and chipped in for that, but uh yeah. No, I don't I couldn't really, help myself. I don't need it need it. My six inch assholes need a tank <laughs> to fight over. Because I have like Destro and Zartan and I'm gonna have the Crimson Guard guys and they're just gonna beat each other up over the tank. So they can have the awesome tank. It's gonna be fun. In my apartment where I have no shelves. Anyway, we will think of something fun for August. Uh, July was Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, we will be talking about Thor Love and Thunder as soon as it's available on streaming so that we are not uh, unreasonably penalizing people for not going to sit in a theater full of other breathing people during yet another COVID surge. Uh, and yeah, that is our Patreon. Oh, I got kittens. We should start putting my kittens on Patreon. <laughs> Kitten Patreon. But your kittens are on Discord. Yes, Every they once are. In a while you post yes. Always on our Discord. We have a Discord. Yes, if you go to our Twitter account at at iaconug, uh, our pinned post is a link to our Discord. Which yeah, we should probably plug more often so more people yes. are talking in there. Mm-hmm. Get more people talking in there, Bucky. He knows. More people watching uh, random, random old Sentai shows and masks and various other things. Yeah. All right. And so, uh, a Garo movie that I would be watching now if we were not recording a little late, which was partially my fault. <laughs> Alas. All right. So until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen, and I'm going to go eat part of a pizza. <laughs> Oh my god, Bucky. And I'm David. Oh, oh, I think I have a little pizza to eat up. Yeah. Sounds good about him. He's being so good.